It must be the mold. It must be that smell. Or maybe the hoarding love it all so well. To fix up a home, it's a beautiful thing. And to do it with systems makes me wanna sing. Don't let another day go by. House flipping could have been easier on you if you listened to Justin and House Flipping HQ. Could have been easier on me. Fell fast flipping's where I need to be. House flipping. House flipping. House flipping. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Need funding for your deals? Looking to take your current house flipping business to the next level? Anchor Loans is one of only two companies that we currently are using to get our house flipping deals funded. Whether you're looking to get partial or full funding, Anchor Loans has a program that will work for you. For more information, visit anchorloans.com. And as always, mention my name, Justin Williams, or House Flipping HQ, so they know where you came from. Oh, I love this business. It's just so awesome. I just got an email from my agent, Kyle. He just locked up or got a commitment to lock up his second property in the last two days. Um, I'll read his email. I just barely uh, read like seconds ago. Um, he said, it turns out I'll be meeting him tomorrow afternoon near the property. Um, I'll leave out exactly where it is. Sitting down to sign a contract at Burger Basket. The real estate business is a luxury one, luxurious one. Haha. <laughs> I love this business. He What's so amazing, guys, is, you know, Kyle's had a bit of a slump. You know, it's been a few weeks since he's bought a house. But, you know, I have so many different lines in the water, so many different systems for acquisitions that it's like, you know, Kel, you know, he was the hero, um, you know, last week or the week before, and he got his three properties tied up, Um, you know, and then you've got the agents and sometimes the wholesalers come through and, I don't know. It's just it's just a beautiful thing to have several different uh, methods for purchasing properties. That when one isn't really working out exactly how you planned, you got something else going on, and then you can go back and work on those other ones and improve them. And it's just amazing. And then Vanessa, I just got off the phone with her, and we're looking at another house from Stephen. Uh, Kale is uh, going to L.A. today to lock up a property. He actually went yesterday. The guy didn't show up. Kel was ticked because he drove all the way out there. The guy didn't show up, but then the guy called him back later. He felt really horrible and they agreed on a price. Um, Kel just has to do a final walkthrough. Anyway, it's, oh, I just love this business. I mean, there's contractors out there, houses that are being worked on, private money lenders that are uh, funding properties for us, transactions that are being coordinated. It's just, it's amazing what can happen if you create these systems, you know, and then, um, I don't know, it's, it's just really cool. So I won't keep rambling on too much about that, but love this business, stick with it. Um, learn 
what you're doing. You know, if you aren't able to join our mentoring and coaching program, Mastermind Group, get involved in something. I mean, don't pay the 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000. You don't have to do that, but create your own, connect with local people, get together, um, surround yourself with the people who are finding success at the business or who at least are positive. You know, I, within the, the mastermind group on the forum group yesterday, someone was commenting about how grateful they are that I talk about, don't be a yeah, butter because they went to their, you know, local real estate investment club and everyone was like, Oh, you can't buy houses here. It's so hard. And you know, there have been moments in my career where I stopped going to meetings altogether because I was tired of hearing the negativity. So be sure to surround yourself with positive people, people who are confident they can do the business, people who can answer your questions, help you out, be there for you. Okay, so speaking of mentoring, coaching programs, uh, the Fail Fast Flipping program is underway this week. People are on fire. The feedback is incredible. The group has grown <laughs> like 50% in the last couple of weeks. It's just taken off. It's just, oh, I love it. It's just a good time in life right now. I'm just super happy. Uh, everything is coming together and the program is incredible. If you have not had a chance to join, please do so. You can go to fellfastflipping.com to sign up. If you have any questions at all, do not hesitate to contact myself or Mark at info at houseflinghq.com. Okay, so now on to our guest for today. Today, I had the privilege of interviewing Andy McFarland. Now, Andy is a guy that I was introduced to from my brother, Stephen. Um, once again, the power of, of networking. So Stephen went to a seminar uh, in Utah. This was the first seminar that he's ever gone to. And he met Andy and they hit it off. He told Andy about me. Andy reached out to me like the same week. We hit it off. We talked for quite a while. Then when I went to Utah a couple months ago, I visited Andy in his office and I was blown away at the systems that he has for wholesaling properties. This guy is a marketing, wholesaling, and creative finance machine. And I was just blown away. Um, incredibly uh, moral, honest person with integrity. Real Dell says it how it is. I love that about him. So I was super excited to interview him. And I'm even more excited that he is going to be coming on as one of our coaches for our Fellfast flipping program. He's uh, also gave me a copy. Uh, actually, I had to you know do some trading, but I got a copy of that seminar. So we have that recorded. That is a part of the mastermind group, part of the fell fast flipping program. Um, and then I've done a two hour long webinar with him as well, which is a part of the program. And we have marketing. Anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit in the interview. Um, but he's going to be one of our coaches, super pumped to have him and super excited for you to be able to listen to this interview. Hope you get a lot out of it and let's get to it with Andy, the wholesaling machine, madman, awesomeness, McFarland. Here we go. Andy, what's going on, man? What's up, Justin? How you doing? Doing good. How's the move? Oh, gosh. Moving is never fun. I'm hoping this was the last move. <laughs> hoping this is the last move for raising my kids through high school and the whole bit. This, uh, that was it. Well, you guys, the move. you guys have a beautiful home and I'm uh, super excited for you. I know for moving 
recently. And anytime we've moved, you think it's going to be fast and easy and it never is. So it never is. <laughs> Plus preparing my, the house I just moved from for a rental property. That's, you know, that's always something fun too. So good times. I heard. Yeah. Anyway, good, good stuff. So, um, all right, Andy, let's, you know, dive in here. Uh, I mentioned this to you before in the email, but basically I want, let's go over your background a little bit. People love to hear, you know, you and how you came to all the success that you've had and not, you weren't just born out of the womb, you know, flipping or wholesaling a hundred houses a year. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's good for them to hear that. And then let's talk a little bit about your current business. You know, I went up there. How, how long has it been now? A few months. Oh, it's been a couple months. Yeah. Not, not, not too long ago. And was just amazed at your house flipping, you know, machine. And, uh, you actually made a video on, on the yeah, when I yeah. was up there, right? So yeah, we, we put that on my website too. So we can talk about that later too. Yeah, and we'll send them. We'll include that link in the show notes to that. That'd be really cool for them to actually see your office and that kind of stuff. And then um, we're going to talk about the house that I bought from oh, you yes, last week. The house that I bought from you last week and how that went down. And then we are going to talk about the question. All right, so that is our agenda for today. And the question. Should we tell them the question now or should we save it for the no, end? No, let's leave that as a Okay, hanger. we got to save it. <laughs> this was a question Andy asked me when he came down to visit. Were you just down here with two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. We we, we had a plan six months ago. We rented a beach house. And so we were coming down and then uh, I, I kind of made an impromptu visit down to your house, right? I said, yeah. hey, I'm coming yeah. to see you. So it was, it was just 30 minutes down the street. And so we, Yeah, you checked out you know, San Clemente and then I took you to you know this hole in the wall uh, taco shop. Yeah, delicious. And on the way home, you you asked me a question. It was actually when we were in the you know you didn't pop the question. No, that kind not that kind of question. That yeah, nothing weird. But uh, <laughs> no, it, it's a very interesting question. But it was it was kind of uh, intimate's kind of a weird word. It was it was kind of like one of those questions that you were serious about it. It wasn't just like it was kind of a deeper question. And I've been thinking about it a lot since we talked. So we'll get into that. Yeah, so, we'll get into that. Cool. All right, Andy. Let's so let's tell us about your background. My background, I'll try to keep it as Reader's Digest version. I'm an army brat. So um, I'm 34 years old right now, but I grew up moving every two years. So my dad was in the military. He was an officer. So I grew up just making friends, then boom, moving somewhere else, then making friends and boom, moving somewhere else. So that really shaped my life growing up. Um, And my mom tells me that I've been, I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I didn't know what sales was when I was younger, but I've always been interested in people and I've always been interested in money and how much money people made. So that's something about me. Um, but about 12 years ago, I, I found rich dad, poor dad. Right. So I never, I didn't have direction in my life. I didn't really know. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but I read rich dad, poor dad. And that's when it clicked for me. My parents are both working professionals and, uh, they'd never taught me those concepts. And I read those things and I was just like, this is what I want to do. I want to do real estate. So ever since then, I've been a real estate entrepreneur. Um, so it started with buying my first house, bought it, fixed it, rented it out, sold it caught the bug. And then ever since then, for 12 years, I've been doing it. But at the very beginning, like you said, I wasn't born coming out of the room doing this. I didn't know those concepts. And I had a full-time job. I was working when I was, when I, before I read that book, uh, I was re- working at a loading dock and it was hot. Uh, it was hot in the summer. It was cold in the winter. And, uh, you know, I was doing that. It was dirty, sweaty work. And uh, so I was working there while I was doing the real estate business. And I built up enough to where I was making more outside of my W-2 job than I was inside my job, but I had such a scarcity mentality at that time that I didn't want to quit. I yeah. wouldn't quit my job. I actually got fired from my job or else I wouldn't quit. But we, bear in mind, when I got fired from my job, I was actually making more money in real estate investments than I was um, working my job. But I just wanted that security of that 
paycheck. And I got fired for actually skateboarding on the dock. Uh, so skateboarding you told me on the dock and, and they, uh, they, they came to me that one day and they said, you know what, we're going to review this and make sure it's, you know, we're probably going to let you go, but we're going to take, take the rest of the, the week off. And That's I crazy. went and hung out with some friends at the lake the week and, and, uh, I was kind of <laughs> glad they let me go. Best thing that ever happened to me, uh, them firing me. Where, been, where did you been, work? Or, or maybe we shouldn't uh, talk about it. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a company called the USF. Um, it was a great company, good people. Yeah. I love the people there. And, and, you know, but, uh, after work one night I was skateboarding on that clean dock and I'd done it before, but this time I guess they just decided that it was, you know, I actually yeah. had a similar job. I don't know if I told you, but I used to work for Frito-Lay and this was like when I was a little bit younger. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't get fired, but I, you know, that morning I went in one morning and, and I told the guys, I said, Hey, look, you know, my brother has, I told them actually a few days ago, my brother has this all-star football game. I really want to go to it. I only need to cut out an hour early. I'll make sure I get everything done. That day I worked harder than I'd ever worked in my life. Got everything done. They were doing nothing the whole day. And I was like, okay, I've done my fair share. They can close up shop. No problem. So I told the guy who was kind of my manager guy, I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'm going to head out. He's like, no, you're not. Not till we get everything done. And I just, I threw my clipboard on the floor and walked out. Really? That was <laughs> yeah. it, huh? So you quit. Yeah. I quit. Yeah. I should have quit. I didn't but, get the, I, I had to get fired and my but, parents were so worried. Oh, they were so worried. They came home and said, Andy, you don't want this on your resume. And I'm like, yeah. no, I mean, I'm, I don't need it. I'm like, I'm doing this other thing. They're like, you don't want this on your resume. Totally. That's the mentality. Yeah. And, and the only reason I even shared my experience, um, it may not seem real estate related, but it is related because it's all about freedom, right? And, you know, I'm all about honest, good employment if, if that's what you're doing right now. And I'm not saying everyone should just quit their job. Um, but that's what we seek for. That's what we, that's why we do what we do. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it for me. I got fired. And ever since then, I've, I haven't, I mean, I W2 myself in my businesses. Um, but, I haven't worked for anybody else since. So, yep. yep. It's the same with me. I, I haven't had a job since then either. <laughs> yeah. But I like what uh, I think Brian Tracy says that, you know, we're all self employed. Even if you work for somebody else, all of us are the president of our own corporation. We just choose where we want to use our, our services. So, even if you work for somebody else, you still work for yourself. Totally. So, I like that. I like yeah. that. Okay. So, I kind of threw us off track here a little bit. What else after that? So, you quit the job. Um, that's it. I got, got fired from the job and I've, I've been doing it ever since. And I, I kind of, started slowly and I've ramped up more into it, but I started out, I bought a rental property and I flipped a property and I wholesaled the property here and there. So that was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago. And, wow. but in the last few years, I've ramped it up even more. I mean, I've been doing real estate nonstop since then, but now I've, like you said, I run a wholesale business. So you came out and saw that we've got yeah. a video of that. So I've got a wholesale business. We did about a hundred wholesale deals last year. I do some retail flips like you do. Um, but I, I, I don't do that many. I do. I did like 50, 15 last year, which isn't a ton um, compared to some people, but it's still, you know, it's a no, few. It's, and I have rental properties. So I bought probably four rentals last year. And you I know, Andy, you sometimes uh, talk like, oh, I do a lot of flips. And you, do, you know what? It's all the same. Wholesaling is flipping. And honestly, I don't That's know true. how you wholesale that many properties because I've tried, I have wholesaled a little bit. And that's what I started out doing a little bit. I've tried to run a wholesale business, like I think running a house flipping business, a retail business is easier to tell you the truth. Oh, really? yeah. You know what? We can get into that, but it probably is because wholesaling, I mean, you, you're the kind of the top of the food chain. You really have to find them good enough deals oh, yeah. that you can pass on to somebody else yeah. and you do it profitably. So yeah, it's, it's tough, but I've always been kind of a quick nickel versus slow dime type of guy. Totally. I just like to get it done, get it done. I mean, people that know the um, kind of the inside buyers that have worked with me for years, they know that I'm kind of like, 
you know, if I've got a house and I'm kind of holding it, and I don't really want to sell it. I want to take it retail. They'll come to me. That's like, come on, come on. And they'll talk me out of it. They, they'll know over lunch. They'll talk me out of my house and they'll take it. You know, they'll, they'll make me wholesale it to them. I, I I'm think a sucker at, for the quick I think nickel. at the end of the day, whether you're wholesaling or rehabbing or whatever business you're running, it's all about the systems, right? And you've put together yeah. the systems that run your business. I put together ones that run mine. And that's, you know, that's why we like each other. I was thinking this morning, um, I've kind of over time gradually... I associate a lot more with wholesalers than I do rehab investors, like high volume ones. <laughs> oh, really? I wonder why, right? I mean, we're both looking for the same thing, right? Yeah. You know, you know so, what? That's true. It's yeah. true. And in fact, it's a perfect partnership. When you have somebody that's a retail investor, you need good wholesalers. I mean, they're Absolutely. like your best friends. You, you want them in your Rolodex. Absolutely. And that's probably the number one way I've bought my houses this year so far is, is from wholesalers. Yeah. So it's, and I buy houses from wholesalers too, by the way. I mean, I, I still do that. Nice. And I, I recognize how important that relationship is with wholesalers. Yeah. Good wholesalers. Stay yeah. in your place, Andy. Wholesale me yeah. houses. Don't buy them. Come on. Come <laughs> we'll, on. We'll get into that later. <laughs> People want to know what? Yeah. I, re- I sold you. I wholesaled you a house last week. So do, let's talk a little bit of a more about your business and your current okay. systems. Um, we don't need to get into too much detail. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, you, I'm super pumped that you're coming on as one of our coaching mentors for the Fell Fast Flipping program. I'm just blown away at all the people who have rallied around this program. I mean, guys like you, I just, I don't know, I never thought that would be the case and super pumped. You've already created a ton of content for us and we're going to be doing a lot more. So we'll get more into that um, in that program, but just give us like an ov- kind of an overview of how you run your business, you know, like the Reader's Digest version. Um, and then we'll also include that link and and whatnot. Yeah, sure. Um, Reader's Digest is a lot of its wholesale. A lot of my volume is, is through wholesale, like we talked about. And you can, when people watch the uh, video that we did of the office, they'll see this. But basically, got somebody that helps me with the marketing. So we market. Uh, calls come in. Got somebody answering those phone calls. Got somebody that's kind of analyzing those deals. So the, uh, the, the person answering the phone call isn't analyzing the deals. Somebody else is analyzing the deals. And we've just got this whole system of that going on. And then we've actually got somebody going out to see the sellers too, if need be, or closing them on the phone. Um, so it's, it's all of that. It's, it's about four to five people that run the wholesale operation, uh, including kind of a real estate agent who's an, who's an affiliate who deals with the people that, that don't quite work for a wholesale. Um, so that's kind of the Reader's Digest version of the, of the wholesale business. But then I've got two project managers that help me to do flips. So they go do all the things kind of like your real estate agents run it. I've actually, I've just got project managers that do that. Um, very cool. And, then, and an assistant that helps me with my rentals. But that's cool. pretty much it. So I came down to see Andy and, you know, we just hung out the whole day and went and looked at houses and talked. and, you know, his brother was recording us. Um, because, you know, Andy has, I don't think we mentioned he has a site. I love real estate stories, which is phenomenal by the way. Um, so go ahead and check that out. But you know, he, he recorded us and, I was like, well, what, you know, how come your phone's not ringing? What are you doing? Right. So <laughs> it's kind of like me. I mean, you have, we went and checked out your office and you have everyone running it for you. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So I'm, it's, t- it's funny you mentioned that you say like people say, well, what are you doing now? And what I did was, I mean, kind of what, that's why I mean you clicked too, because you do house flipping HQ and I love real estate stories with kind of extension for me. I'm like, I want to tell the stories of what it's like to be a real estate entrepreneur. And my brother, who's like a documentary filmmaker, is helping me do that. And it's been a journey. We've talked about this before. Your journey in House Flipping <laughs> HQ. You've had a great, I mean, you've got a great audience and you put out great content. And I'm just starting that journey. But it's fun to do. But man, let me give you this plug. It's a lot harder than it looks, guys. It's, so like, it's a lot hard. harder. Like, 
I, Justin, I've talked about this for hours because I'm looking at him going, man, you're on this. You, you're months down the road of this journey that I just started on. And it's tough. It so I mean, kudos tough. to you for putting out this content, the, the podcasts and all that. It's not easy, guys. Andy, I never told you this, but my wife, when you left, you know, you were here. We were, you were down for a couple of days. And we hung out a couple of times. Yeah. And she said it was a huge blessing, you know, you coming because a couple of days before I was like, what am I doing? You know, why am I wasting my time? Not that it's fun. I love it. Yeah. But it's like, it's not, it wasn't making me the money that I had planned on. Um, I can make a lot more flipping houses. It's a lot of work, right? Yeah. But, you know, you coming down and I think just being blown away at seeing how far we've come and seeing our membership yeah. site. And you're like, dude, it's amazing, right? Yeah, it uh, really is. I mean, I look at you and think, because I didn't know, I don't know where I necessarily where I want. I love real estate stories to go, but I look at you and it kind of gives me some hope too. Because right now. I mean, you do have ways to kind of monetize what you're doing a little bit, but I'm looking at mine's a labor of love and it's a total expense, Yeah. but I love it. Like right now we're talking about this and I mean, we both love real estate. We both love talking about it and yeah. sharing it, but we're also both businessmen. So we also want to figure out a way that we can monetize and, and make sure we're getting value for what we're giving to. For so. sure. I mean, not to admit you have expenses, but then of course, beyond that, you know, your own time value and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, in and fact, you know, interestingly enough, we talked about this before. If anybody does something that people say, well, why do you have to charge for this or that? But you have to, because if you don't charge for it, if you don't cover your expenses and things, you'll stop doing it. And that value will stop. Exactly. You won't be able to get, keep exactly. doing it. Yep. So it's just a necessity in this world. It's capitalism. You have to, once you provide the value, you have to get paid for it or else you'll stop providing the value because you can't do everything for free. You can't keep it up. You know, we have several um, VAs and people that help us out, Mark at Housewing HQ. And anyway, we don't need yeah, to go on that true. forever, but it was cool talking to you. And I think I kept telling you, I was like, why? Because you didn't want to promote your site because you want it to be perfect, right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we want everything to be perfect. And I thought your site was amazing. And I'm like, dude, get it out there. So I'm like, get on my podcast, like get out there, share it with people and let yeah. them know what you got. You've worked so hard on it. Um, so, you know, maybe as Thank well. you. And it's still not perfect for those of you that didn't go there, but I appreciate <laughs> if you go there. And I appreciate when people email me, you know, fill out the opt-in and email me because I write those emails and I respond to those emails. Andy, so anyway. you know, he was asking me, okay, Andy, look, we, we just talk about everything openly on this show, right? So yeah. he was actually asking me, what should I give away for my, you know, my, my free opt-in so people can subscribe to my newsletter. And he is talking about, I don't know, if, do you want me to mention what you're talking about giving away? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. He threw out the idea of giving away, um, do you say what you made last year, basically? Or Yeah, my wholesale profit. So listing the houses and the, the gross profit I made on each one of the houses wholesale. Just my wholesale business, you know, basically. Yeah. So I said, I'd opt in. <laughs> I, I mean, because everybody, like, I'm always curious what people make. So I, I think people want to know. So I, like, how can I entice somebody? And it's just an email address, for heaven's sake. So, yeah, I, can, yeah. so I can email you, say, hey, here's my new video. So you can I, give them more information. Yeah. yeah. Like, give you more stuff. But you know, now, Nowadays, like people hold their emails, like it's like, no, don't send me an email. I'm like, I'm totally. not going to spam you. I'm just totally. well, you can you subscribe so easily too. So anyway, I know seriously. All right, so you guys got a little bit of an insider. You know, we don't usually talk about the backside of this. I think eventually I'm going to create a platform where I can talk about my um, actual education business and my online business and how that's going and the struggles and the trials. Um, but then I, I have something story. else that takes a lot of time, right? So, anyway. I know, but it's right? all you know, it's all business. It's all the same. It's all related. And it kind of helps you guys give a perspective. Don't get us wrong. Even though we say people should charge, there still are the you know the crooks out there that are charging forty thousand dollars for a program that's garbage. And I want you know stay away from those. It's just yeah. Someone um, just emailed me. Just signed up for my group. Who just paid twenty seven grand for a program where they get email access to this guy that they've never met. And just about every specific question they ask him, he says, "Oh, sorry, that's like an accountant or an attorney question. I can't answer that." And 
they haven't really they've learned very little from it so they're pretty excited to get going you know, get their if back. i could throw my two bits in there we talked about this when i was out in california but there's this evolution that real estate investors have there's the people that are kind of a smaller time then they get bigger time and sometimes they'll go into selling information and stuff like that but if you can connect with the people that are like still in the business still doing stuff or still you know that's better than the guy that's been doing it for 40 years that's just kind of not in the business but they're selling information and i'm not saying that's bad information i'm just saying guys like me and you we're in the trenches, so to speak. Yeah. We might not be at our projects every day, but we deal with stuff like Absolutely. all the time. So we yeah. know what's we actually on the we pulse. actually do buy and sell houses. I yeah. actually um, now I'm getting way off talk about. I I got a call. I can do this, that to you. I, can I got a call from this guy earlier who he wants me to be on a uh, a TV show with him. <laughs> really? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, it, it yeah, whatever. Well, you are I, in California. Everybody's got a TV show in California. Yeah, totally. So anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll see if that goes anywhere. I, I'm I'm 50 50 on whether I'd want to do it or not. But anyway, all right. So let's talk about the house. The house. The house. Oh, do you want me to tell a story? Or you want to tell go a story? For it. Let you start telling it from your perspective. I'll tell it from my perspective, and we'll go from there. So I wholesale a lot in Utah, but I also do a couple of other states. We opened up New Mexico recently. It's been uh, six to eight weeks now. We've opened up New Mexico. So I'm doing wholesaling and wholesale deals in New Mexico as well. And, you know, we're establishing a new buyer's list and finding out who the real players are in New Mexico. And we had this one house that was kind of a tight timeline. And we promised the seller that we were going to get this taken care of for him. Um, so my team was trying to get it sold. And I came in Monday morning and they were like, oh, we had this one. We've got to close on it tomorrow. And they're like, they were all stressed out about it. They've been stressed out all weekend about it. And I made a couple of phone calls. Well, actually, I made one phone call to a guy that was down there who I had contact with. And I said, hey, look, here's this deal. Um, go look at it, right? And uh, he went and looked at it. He's, I want it. He says he wants it, right? But then he's, but he doesn't have the money. He's got to go to a hard money lender. But he, he wants this deal. So then I called. Um, and he was kind of thinking he wants it. But I called Justin up because Justin, I know he's buying. He bought some in Utah. And he's, he's interested in buying other places. because that's, that's what he does. Keep in mind, I've never been to New Mexico. He's never been to New Mexico. And frankly, yep. neither have I. Actually, I've never been to New Mexico either. And when so, Andy called me, I was... My son just started surf camp, so I was at the beach. You know, you hear the working at the beach, right? I was literally like at the beach, right? When I it was so funny call. too because I looked at my phone after I hung up, and we had a just under a four minute conversation, and the conversation went something like this: Justin, hey, um, got this house. It needs to close tomorrow. It's New Mexico. It's a good deal. And Justin's like, is it really a good deal? I'm like, yes. I mean, the comps and all the stuff. I'll send you everything. It's a good deal. It just really needs to close tomorrow. And literally. He's like, okay, done. Just uh, shoot it to Vanessa. We'll buy it out. <laughs> that was literally it. That was the conversation. And uh, you know, he bought the house. So I've never been to New Mexico. Justin's never been there, but I wholesaled him a house there and he bought one and he's flipping it. So, and guys, I mean, that just shows the value of relationships. You know, Andy, you know, I went down, I visited him first. We hung out for a day. And then he came down for a couple of days. We talked a couple of times in between. I've met his family, he's met my family. I knew what Andy was telling me was true, right? Um, and I also, you know, I did the numbers really quick in my head. And even if he was a little bit off, not because he's not perfect, he hasn't been to the house, right? His number, yeah. his repairs might be off a little bit, whatever. Even if he was a little bit off, I knew I would still be okay. And I also, for the record, knew that, hey, this house could be a good rental if all else fails, right? Because it's a pretty inexpensive house. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. I mean, you paid. I'm going to give you the numbers that you paid. No, there. Uh, yeah. 77,000 is paid for yeah. it. What's the ARV? 140? Yeah, I think you said like 140. 140, 145, something like that. Yeah, it needs 25 in repairs. 25, even if it needed 30 and it sold for a little bit less. I mean, it's going to be very hard for me to lose money on this house. Like, I would have to try yeah. really, really hard to lose money. Um, and I want to tell you guys all those things because I don't want any new investors out there 
to listen, talk to some wholesaler who's a shyster who they met one time and they think, hey, I'm going to do just what Justin did. I'm going to commit to a house that I've never seen based off the numbers that they tell. Anyway, don't do that. Right. Yeah. You got to realize I really trusted Andy. Um, I knew it was a lower end home and I knew the numbers were good, even if the numbers were a little bit off. And then, of course, you know, trust but verify. Um, I had Vanessa. I said, hey, just so we know from our perspective, you know, take a look at this. I've already committed to buying it. I was going to buy it, but I'd be dumb not to have her just look at the comps and we're, we're going to sell it anyway, right? We got to know what's going on anyway. So, you know, a couple different perspectives from that too. One is the relationships are so important on both sides too. I'm not going to bury anybody in a house because if I've got a relationship with somebody and I have to use deceit or lie to somebody to get them to buy this house, it's going to be a one-time deal. Then my name's going to get out there that I'm just burying retail people in a house or I find a new guy. And I mean, you can fool somebody once, but uh, I'm not about doing that in a business, so I wouldn't do that. You know, I wouldn't do that to somebody. So people shouldn't do that for sure. And beyond that, I mean, I don't mean to make this sound like you know handshake deals and you can trust everybody. You know, what? I know I could trust you not only because of uh, business. I just know by the kind of person that you are. So yeah, those people like to work with people that they know, like, and trust. So if you can build a, a relationship, people always ask me. How, hey, can you send me some of your wholesalers? Can, and like, well, number one, no, because, you know, that's, I mean, <laughs> well, here, here he is. Here's Andy. There you go. I'm not hiding it. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's not, I don't own them. Right. It's, it, but I have a relationship with them. You need to develop that relationship yourself. I know from the few houses that I've tried to wholesale, I have wholesaled some, but if you have the wrong buyer, it can make your life a living heck. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. It can be, in fact, that's what I was going to point out there too. Um, on, on the reverse side of this, because Justin did that, I mean, I've got contacts on the ground in New Mexico and I called a, a couple of them, but some of them were just, yeah, I can't get over the today or do whatever, they're dragging their feet. But the value, if you're a wholesaler or if you're a rehabber and you're trying to work with wholesalers, sometimes the best thing you can do is just go in there and make their life extremely easy. What Justin said to me in a four minute conversation, done. That was it. I hung up the phone and I knew it was done. Yeah. That was it. And when you do that, you make a wholesaler's life easy. Who do you think they're going to call the next time they get a house? That exactly. Short timeline or even even not a short timeline. Yep. Wholesalers just want to be done like everyone else. Totally. Sometimes they want to wring out the most profit, but sometimes it, we just want to be done. Just give me my money and let me go. Exactly. And Andy, how many people like swear to you up and down? No, oh, I, I, I want to work with you. I want to buy a house. But then they never really pull the trigger. They never really do it. They don't put their money where their mouth is. Oh, I've had people, a lot of people do that or they'll say, yes, 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 I want it. They swear and then they come back and make some lame excuse. And what happens is I tell them, I say, so you're telling me right now and I kind of make them state what's going on. I said, so you're, you're really kind of burning a relationship for this. Well, you know, they him and haul around. I think it's not worth it. I mean, maybe they were going to, instead of making 20 grand, they were going to make 10 or 15 on the deal, but to keep a relationship good, I would just buy it. Yeah, I just do it. Totally. Totally. So what's the difference? I mean... There's so many relationships out there where we talk and you feel like from what the person is telling you, you feel like we're going to work together. And But the what is the difference in your perspective of the experience you have between talking to someone about business and actually having closed a deal with them? Oh, man, it, it's it's night and day. People talk about it. People talk it all the time. But people that actually close and do, it's the action takers that, I mean, like you, you're, you're failing forward fast in New Mexico now, right? Yeah. You, you just took action. You just yeah. did it. And because you took action, you're going to be fine. You really are going to be fine. Now, we both say, let me preface that with, don't just take blind, yes, silly yes. action. Let's but, reiterate. you know, sometimes just take an action. When I bought my first house, and I didn't get into that story, 
obviously earlier, but when I bought my first house, I didn't know what I didn't know, but I did it and I learned so much from that. Rather than pay for a $25,000 course, if I'd have lost $25,000 on that first deal, I would have learned a lot more. Now I didn't, I made money on that first deal, but we both said this, the education of actually doing something, if you break even or even make up, you know, you'll probably make a profit. That yeah. is worth so much more than any course you're going to get. Take action. It really is. And it was interesting that couple that I was emailing with, um, who signed up for my, my program, you know, they just spent $27,000. So I'm like, do you realize how many houses I could buy? You know, if you spent a thousand dollars on my program for a lifetime program, right. And then you got that $26,000 back. Do you know how many houses I could buy with that money that you spent? You know, and, and now they're, they're broke because they spent all the money on this program. And it's like, they yeah. can't really market or do anything. So it's, that's tough. It works for some people, but some a lot of times it doesn't. And well, man, I'd rather they lost twenty five grand on their first deal because you learn so much from that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, again, I don't want people to lose money, but yeah, you learn yeah, a lot yeah. more from that. You learn a lot more from your losses than you do from your gains, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. So, but yeah, be careful. Don't just go buy out of state from people that you just met. Um, there are a lot of people out there that will be happily sell you out of state properties. Um, I'm not saying never buy them. Just be careful. You don't be smart. I've recently purchased a few houses and just bought one other one yesterday for my brother, Steven in Utah. And, um, you know, it's fine. You can do it, but make sure you start in your own backyard. Make sure you know what yeah. you're doing. Know the fundamentals, know the basics. Andy and I, you know, have a friend. Well, I should be careful. Well, anyway, th there are people out there that sometimes aren't as experienced rehabbers and they take on more than they can chew. Right. <laughs> yeah. We know someone who's done that and, that they might, they'll probably lose money on a house. And you know, I lose money on houses sometimes, but I make a lot more on the ones I make money on. So I, I know my risk tolerance. I know I can handle losing money a couple times on a couple houses, but be smart, know your own situation. Don't buy a half a million dollar home um, in a high end neighborhood. That's going to cost you a ton of repairs and you get it. All right. Yeah. You don't have, <laughs> you're, you're just strategy. You know, that actually is a great segue into the question. The question. I think that pertains to the question. Let's do it. Okay. Who's, who's revealing the question? <laughs> okay. So we already revealed how the question happened, right? I mean, it was like, I remember I was, you know, it was, it was a beautiful day here in San Clemente. It's always, anyway, it's always beautiful. Here. <laughs> so no, we just got done eating and you're about to leave. We we're outside by my truck. And then you, you asked me, what did you ask me? I said, can anyone really do this business? Or can anyone really do what we do, basically? And it was really interesting when you asked me because, like, you really meant it. And that's not usually you and I, like, we're always motivating people, we're coaching. So usually we're like, yeah, everyone can do it, you know, make it happen. Just you got to do this, this, and this, and hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. And I was like, oh, he's serious. Like, can anyone really do it? Um, and so I thought about that question for several days after you left, I kept thinking about it. And I don't know, what do you think? We didn't really come to the conclusion, but. And another reason that question comes up, because I'm starting my blog, you know, my video blog, I love real estate stories. And I'm telling, you know, I'm showing people stuff and yeah. to motivate them and show them what's possible. And you obviously house flipping HQ, you're telling people. So really it's like, we're both trying to get out there and tell people that anybody can do it. But I thought, I don't know, can anyone really do it? In theory, for sure, the stuff, it's not that complicated, but I think there are some, there, there's some things there. You know, kind of going off of that, when I first started um, flipping houses or in real estate investing, I tried to get everyone to do it. All my friends and family, I was like, this is amazing. This, this is incredible. And I felt like I had like the best kept secret in the world. And, you know, it didn't take me long to stop trying to get like friends and family to do it because I realized 
not that not everyone can do it, but I realize it's a lot harder than I thought. And, and I do the same thing, you know, I'm here pumping people up and every once in a while, like, I don't know. I, I asked the same question that you asked. I'm like, you know, am I giving false hope? Like, I don't know, you know? And I think the number one consideration is that anyone can, but they have to really want it. They have to have that burning desire because just because you show somebody your friends and you say, why wouldn't everybody do this? But not everybody really wants to do yes. it. Not everybody. Yes. But you have to have it. If you don't have that desire, as soon as you hit the hard times, and there are hard times, as soon as you hit that, you'll give up. Yeah. If you don't have that, like my first deal, I still remember it. I had fire in my belly. Yep. And I was like, no, you are not going to tell me I can't do this. Yes. And I had people, lenders told me I couldn't do it. I mean, yep. I had friends that looked and told me I was crazy. And I was like, don't tell me no. Tell me how I can. Yes. I had that attitude. I'm like, I will yes. not. I will do this. And I, I had that fire. And you guys can probably hear my voice right now because I remember that. <laughs> I'm like, don't tell me no because I will do anything. What do I have to do? And if you have that attitude, you can do anything in life. It's not just real estate investing. But if you don't have that, especially about real estate, you know, that's the number one prerequisite. Yeah, I totally agree. So I think the answer to the question is yes, but only if. Can anyone do it? Yes, but only if dot, dot, dot. And you just oh, yeah. you just said the main thing. Want a burning desire. You got to have a burning, burning desire. And I mean burning, you know, yeah. like. You want it so bad, you know, that you're going to do whatever it takes, you know, as long as it's moral, ethical, yeah. and on. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes people do it as not, but do it the ethical way. Yes, but yeah. Exactly. Burning desire, which that, and that burning desire turns into action, right? Yeah. You're willing to do whatever it takes, which is why, you know, I got back from my first real estate investing seminar. I was willing to just go out there and start knocking doors, even though I had no idea what I was doing, you know, yeah. because I keep getting calls from, Kel and Vanessa, we probably bought another house. Yay. <laughs> Take them live. See what happened. Live. Yeah, there you go. That's what you always want, huh? <laughs> the live. No, but oh. burning desire and taking action, actually going out there and doing something about it. Because there's so many people, all this information, I mean, it's there. You can read about it. You, you can hear us talk about stuff. It's all very similar stuff. It's just, did you take action? Go, did you go do what those people said to do? Sometimes you know? like it's so crazy because sometimes it seems so hard, but sometimes it seems so easy. Yeah. Right. I mean, nail it, then scale, like decide what you're going to do. Like if you're going to do a marketing campaign, okay, what are you going to market to? Send out the marketing, have someone take the calls, filter through, they ask some questions, make sure you know your numbers and lock up some properties, have a couple good buyers. You can, I mean, I don't want to oversimplify it, but sometimes, and then rinse, wash, and repeat, right? Yeah. And you learn as you go too, because I think people look at guys that are experienced, maybe like you and me, and they say, hey, well, it's easy to say for them, right? Well, when I moved into new markets, like from New Mexico, for example, I'm still learning there. I yes. mean, we have meetings every week where we sit down and talk about what's working, what's not working in different markets, because real estate is local. And it's just, we just fail forward. Don't we wait. just... Well, how, how can we solve this problem? And you won't even have, you don't even know about the problem until you get down the road. You got to take action to even get Ab to those problems. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, I can teach you as much as I can, but you are going to, I can help you, you know, with some of those problems ahead of time, but you are going to come up with your own problems. You aren't even going to realize, you know, what's going to come up. Something as simple in my mastermind group, people are asked, someone asked, how do I know what farm area to start with? So I gave them some pointers, but I said, at the end of the day, Think less, do more, just start taking action. The very first thing that comes to your mind as far as a farm area, go. Because guess what? You're going to change anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're going to change it up. You're going to expand or you're going to move somewhere else or whatever. So 
don't be so restricted. Just go. A question like that to me screams all day. I haven't taken action yet. Yeah. You will never do anything perfect the first time. And I'm doing this right now with my blog, right? Like I think to myself, oh, it's got to be perfect before I get it out there. But it's changing. It's evolving. What I thought it was going to be with this and this, but now it's turned into that. Well, you just have to take action and move forward and do stuff. And if you wait till something's perfect till you do it, you'll never buy a house. You'll never talk to a seller. You'll never send a mailer. You know, you'll never do anything else in your life. The perfection fallacy is like, that's what it is. It's a fallacy. Nothing is going to be perfect. Just go and do take action. But try to limit your learning curve. Talk to people who are where you want to be, yeah. you know, learn from other people, but just take action. Just do something. I love it. So take action. You got to have the the burning desire. And then kind of along with that, it's kind of the same thing. I think, you know, not to be too cliche here, but you got to believe you can do it. You know, if you believe you can do it, and like you said, no matter what, I want to know how to do it. You got to find a way to do it. Then you'll eventually figure it out. You'll, you'll, you know, you'll get it. So a thought and you reap an action, right? So an act, you reap a habit. So how do you character, so a character, you reap a destiny. Ralph Waldo Emerson said that, but truly what you said, what Justin said is absolutely true. You've got to believe it first. And I told you my story earlier, and that is absolutely my story. I'm an army brat. You know, I didn't have, my parents didn't do this. My parents didn't give me any money. I'm going to self-taught, but I, I say that, but I've had mentors and people that brought me the only way. And same with Justin. I think you'd say the same thing. Oh, yeah, same like thing. we're not anything special. No, it, we're not. I'm just a product of having failed a lot more than anybody else and put in my 10,000 hours. That's what I am. I'm yeah. a product of that. Well, you mentioned talk about 10,000 hours. That's something I've actually been thinking about a lot. Well, the 10,000 hours comes from, I don't know if Malcolm Gladwell came up with it. I mean, I'm a big reader. I like to read a lot of stuff. Yeah. He wrote a book called, I, I believe it was an Outliers. <laughs> but he talks about the uh, 10,000 hour principle. I mean, he researched, looked at a lot of different people across different fields, you know, whether you are a musician or you're a real estate investor or whatever it is. It takes about 10,000 hours of doing something to become an expert at it, no matter what it is. So just get started on, you know, get started with hour one and just keep going. Totally. Once I, you get your 10,000 hours, it's like, now you're an expert. And I love that because so many people, you know, I just I gave this quote last week on my podcast. It just had to do with so many people worry about what are they reaping today, but they're not sowing the seeds of what they can reap down the road. So I was thinking about that. And, and as I've been interviewing more people, I've seen different things. Like some people take six months, some it takes a year. Steven, my brother, took him three months to close his first deal, but then he started just hammering it. My assistant, Kel, only took two months, but he has a whole team behind him, right? So I started thinking, okay, Steven went full-time, Kel went full-time. Some of these other guys that took a year maybe didn't start off full-time. And yeah, there's a certain amount of time and effort and energy that goes into this. It's not get rich quick. It can be get rich quicker if you have mentors and the education and the right people, right? Yeah. Um, but I started thinking about that. I, I So I thought about the 10,000 hours and... I don't think it's always, it's not like 10,000 hours. Now you're going to be successful. No, it's like a journey, right? But I think yeah. having that perspective of this is your craft. This takes time. Give the effort. Don't just think you're going to go out there and make it happen and be patient when things don't always go your way. Um, I think that's just a really good perspective to have. So yeah, these are natural laws and anything you're trying to do in your life, you know, you reap what you sow, but you first have to put in the work. You first have to plant the seeds. You know, you have to water it. And you have to you know, weed it and then then you reap the rewards of that. So it's in everything in life. You first have to do the work. You have to put in some things, take that action, and then you can get the result. And I do think you know, to, to kind of uh, play devil's advocate with that, I do think I know some people that have put in 10,000 hours of education and never taken any action and they haven't made any money, right? <laughs> but they can probably be good educators. <laughs> they, can probably, <laughs> they can probably teach people, you know, well, there are certain experts that are just experts because not because they've done it, but because they've just 
you know, know about it, right? Yeah. People that have been academics their whole life, they've just gone to school and they can teach what they went to school to learn. But, but I think in the real estate space, it's definitely, you want the person that's hard knocks. Who right? would you rather learn been, from? Yeah, someone, I, I want the hard knocks. The guy who's, the guy who's, who's actually knocks. had the experience, done the business, right? But yeah, absolutely. Sometimes so. the book answers are not the real world yeah. answers, you know, totally not as relevant. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, uh, Okay, so that's the answer to our question, right? Can anybody do this business? Yes, if. Yes, if. <laughs> if they think they can, if they've got a burning desire, and if they take action. And if they take action. And yeah. you know, okay, so just there's one little caveat I want to put in here is a lot of people think about taking action, but they get afraid. And I think the number one fear in real estate is, well, number one, we're just afraid of failure and rejection. And, and just forget about those. Those are silly fears. But the number one real fear is losing money. We kind of alluded that to that earlier. You know, don't take on a huge project. But real estate is beautiful because how can you eliminate losing money in the beginning if you're new? Wholesale properties. Wholesale properties, right? Mm -hmm. So join us at Fail Fast Flipping, where Andy will be teaching a <laughs> little plug yeah. there, right? And I just <laughs> no, you got stuff on there though. We truly though, you just learn from people that are doing what you want to do. Yeah. You are where you want to be, and that's it. Awesome, good stuff, Andy. So. Um, okay. I like it. I want to keep talking to you because I like talking to you. You're, you're yeah, I know. But these people, they, they want the podcast over. All right. But All right. We'll finish it up. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the people <laughs> want. All right, Andy. Well, um, let's stay in touch and looking forward to having you in the group and keep plugging away with your site, man. You're doing good stuff. No, sounds good, man. You're an inspiration. So you keep up doing what you're doing too. Likewise. Okay. We'll be in touch. Okay. Talk later. All right. Bye. Oh, love that interview. Thank you again, Andy. You guys can go to housefuckinghq.com slash episode 51 to uh, hit see the show notes, links, and all that good stuff. Check out Andy's website. It is awesome. Uh, once again, you can visit failfastflipping.com. Get in the group now uh, while we just launched it. You know, it's still a great time to get in. We just barely got rolling. Uh, be very easy for you to catch up. Everything's on demand. So hit us up, failfastflipping.com. And if you have any questions, reach out to us at info at househoppinghq.com. All right, guys. So that is it for today. Get out there. Make some things happen. Don't forget what Andy and I talked about in the interview. Really, the truth is if you want to do this, you can. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Surround yourself with the right people who also have that positive mindset and keep failing forward one step at a time and we will see you all on the flip side bye bye this has been the house flipping hq podcast your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom check out amazing tutorials blogs how to's and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com houseflippinghq.com House flipping. House flipping. It must be the mold. It must be that smell. Or maybe the hoarding love it all so well To fix up a home It's a beautiful thing And to 
do it with systems makes me wanna sing don't let another day go by house flipping could have been easier on you if you listened to justin and house flipping hq could have been easier on me fell fast flip Things where I need to be House flipping House flipping House flipping